0: Today is a great day for a car wash.
1: Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> this is The Car Wash on the SL Podcast. This car.
0: Good day and welcome to episode number 92 of The Car Wash. Whether you are tuning in on SL podcast at CA.ZA, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or Mahi King 96.7 Game Time, Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Robinson. Of course, Mr. Teco Medice. Tex, what's hey, happening? I'm good, and you, boss? I'm good, bro. What's happening in the Medice's household lately?
1: Nah, it's just exhaustion on top of another.
0: <laughs> First world problem, bro. But yeah. just to cheer you up a bit, Teco. Yeah,
1: what's
0: up? Joke of the day. Mm, f- me. Here we go. I have a fear of speed bumps, but I'm slowly getting over it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> who gives <laughs> this oh, jokes oh man right yeah right. no yeah it's it's absolutely beautiful i feel yeah. i feel sorry for the listeners more to myself because i'm the first one to listen to this <laughs> shit. anyway
0: an interesting story in the circular duma which we, we sometimes t- to forget the cost of not having fans at the stadium and John Kamitas was interviewed um, uh, by by Soccer Luba and he says you know at the end of the season quote unquote we are in the plus which is very rare in the the PSL for a team to be in the plus because of the three or four games that we have and possibly a cup game here and there it's in the millions so Mm -hmm. while the small games might cost us to run the overall net is that we lose money and he's obviously talking about hosting chiefs pirates sundowns and possibly a, a cup semi final or a cup final here and there. Take it's it's about time now the fans come back. Eh? I mean, it's a, uh, it's it's nice to know that we know John Comitas, He's a he's a businessman. He's a he's a football man, and and we've been down this road before. That it's it's quite rare to find those in the game, and he's running a tight ship there, and he's obviously running at a profit as he has says. But you know, you're not hosting Chiefs you're not hosting Pirates, you're not hosting Sundowns. You know, Chiefs, you know, you're guaranteed 40,000 people. Pirates, you're guaranteed 40,000 people. Sundowns, maybe 30, 35,000. Um, and you're losing absolute millions, which obviously costs at the end of the season in terms of what players you can bring, what ca- players you can afford, what coaches you can afford. Mm. And it's, um, it's crazy. It's about time they come back, right?
1: Yeah, and, uh, and what John is, is, is talking about, I think he speaks on behalf of all the other teams besides the top three. Yeah, you know and um and, and it's not just him right yeah. yeah it's not just him like those are revenues that you're losing yeah. and uh when you could be and that could be helping you in terms of running the club or like you said bringing in a player or improving certain structures within the club yeah but also what's 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 also interesting is as well sean is you mm. look at you look at what's been said about uh, helping the economy, helping us, uh, or, or being in uh, uh, the government playing its role in structures that they know that they can help the economy to be back on their feet. And we know football, the role that it plays mm. within this, and we know that the kind of In in a game situation when there is a big game, you know the vendors that stays outside. There's a lot of jobs that have been created on the day itself. Correct. And um, and 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 I'm still saying that we said last last week that for the fact that there is a certain number that has been given to for people to be uh, in rallies in 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 whatever that they 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 do. And, And I think the football also should be considered because it's one of those elements as well that brings a lot of difference within our country as well so it's it is, a, it is about time and I heard that in the 18 final there will be fans I'm not sure as to the number you remember mm-hmm. you remember I was arguing about the number because I can't yes. I can't go with the 90,000 uh, capacity stadium and I uh, bring on 2,000 what is that yeah. I need to bring in 20,000 because that's like what 10 15 percent of that 20,000 sure. is nothing to a 90,000 capacity yeah, you know, so so I think it's high time that the fans come back, whether because we we cannot speak about vaccination now because if we have to be political, people are rallying without being vaccinated. Let them come to the stadiums. <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: it is getting crazy. Eh? I mean, you know, uh, we just to touch back on what uh, John Comitas was saying. We, we tend to forget, and you mentioned it briefly. and we, we spoke about this when Salzik was sold. Is that yeah. the little the little businesses around the home day match day games that people rely on for their families you know and that just doesn't exist at the moment yeah uh, oh i keep on forgetting about that let's swiftly move on um let's chat about our man pizzo Uh, Last week, Al-Akhli confirmed via the club's official website that following a meeting between the Head of Transfers, Mr. Taufik and Mossimani's camp, the coach would see out the remainder of his two-year contract without a pay rise, following rife speculation about the coach's future. By remaining at Al-Akhli for longer than a year, Mossimani has become just the first coach in five years after Hussam Al-Badri to remain in the Red Eagles' hot seat for more than a year. All six coaches before him have failed to achieve that feat. Pizzo took to Twitter saying, quote, unquote, thank you very much, all parties are happy after that meeting. We all continue with full energies and focus to finish the current contract, ending the season. Inshallah, we might both want to (laughs) enter into discussions for a new contract. It's all about timing. Um, You know, I think, Tex, I mean, I think it would have been harsh if, if, if... if pizza was fired uh, firstly and secondly he was asking i didn't realize that he's getting paid 54 million rand a season at all actually and he was asking for 75
1: <laughs> it's, it's insane dude it's crazy yeah. <laughs> but but worth it right no no it's it, it's worth it and i think yeah look man pizza now is setting the bar high yeah and um and of course i think you know, with with his achievements and 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 being at uh, one of the biggest clubs in the continent, mm-hmm. I think he deserves that. I think that's the space that he wants to see himself. Like yeah. like he said, he wants to win another Champions League. I think his obsession yeah. probably would win, would try to win, you know, Club World Cup because that's where Alakla should be playing against your Bayern. Yes. If um, yes. he lost against Bayern last year, so I think that's where he want to see himself. You know, also to 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 push more boundaries and I think um look I know since 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 Coach Peter's been in that, luckily I don't think the contract situation has ever been resolved or ever been settled. I think it's always yep. been whenever he draws or loses a game, there's always been issues about the contract. And also, I think it's one of the first few coaches that have lasted over a season at that club for the last yeah. I don't know how I many years, you know, and yeah. uh, and, I and think it is. yeah, and for the fact that he's he's I think he's building that team for the next year, and I think this season he might show exactly um, um, how good he can be with that club, and and I see him staying there for another two years, you know. Um, but yet again, it, it's one of those situations where the club is, is 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 driven by religion and all that type of stuff. So, but yeah. but. But there's a lot of issues that comes with with coaching such a big club, and I think Coach Peter knew exactly what he's getting himself into. Yeah. But it's but it's great to see one of our own, you know, um, 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 being on the top level, and I think that will inspire so many uh, South African coaches as well to realize that uh, you know, coaching in the PSL is not just the pinnacle. You know, yeah, anything's being,
0: possible, right?
1: Yeah, don't be uh, rotated yeah, like socks. Yeah, you be changed uh, every week. This week you're coaching this team, uh, two months <laughs> down the line you're at Chippa
0: United. Ah, nice. <laughs> Six months later, fired back at Chipper two months later. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's, it's,
1: no. So, Peter's setting the bar high to make sure that the coaches understand that as well, that you can actually succeed outside South Africa as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think his, his end goal is to coach in Europe somewhere, right? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, I'm sure. And he's good enough. It's, it's obviously tough for an, an African coach, but not impossible. So let's let's watch this one closely. I think they got off to a, a dodgy start on their season. I think it was a draw, if I'm not mistaken, on the weekend, but we'll follow up with that. From there, we move on to the international news desk.
2: Time now for the latest from the international world of football, and we are joined now by Sokola international news correspondent, Kurt Buckerfield. How are you doing today, Kurt? I'm good, thanks, Aidan. How are you doing, man? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. All right, Kurt, let's kick things off with, with a topic that's fairly close to our hearts being uh, fans of Manchester United here. <laughs> the run of form of recent weeks has been disgusting. It's yes. been appalling. It's Disastrous. Been, you know, all, all of the negative adjectives in the world we can use right now. And after the 5-0 embarrassment to Liverpool, where Mohamed Salah just yeah, proved to everyone why you know he's one of the best in the world, rumours are that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been given, I believe, three more games. Apparently Alex Ferguson pitched up to the training ground after that match and vouched for his, his former player and all of that. And it's coming out now that former Inter Milan boss Antonio Conte is very interested in the job. Would you please elaborate a bit on that topic there?
3: Solskjaer obviously has done well for the club. Um, You and I as as Manchester United fans will know that and recognise that. Um, He isn't a a very good tactician. He's not a a top-level football manager, but he's done very well to to improve the atmosphere at Manchester United. I think um, most Manchester United fans were um, at least lost a lot of interest under Louis Van Gaal and then Jose Mourinho where things seemed poisonous at times Mm. Um, so you know, for me as a Manchester United fan I was just happy to see a um, free-flowing, counter-attacking style be reintroduced a style that I grew up watching Manchester United play with, it was fun, a lot of goals Um, so for me it felt like we got our Manchester United back but obviously Solskjaer um, not being on the level of a Jurgen Klopp or Thomas Tuchel or Pep Guardiola has his limits and yeah. I think that he's pretty much uh, reached that right now. Um so he's done well but um he he should have been uh, removed following the the defeat to Liverpool. Um they've yeah like I said been some good performances during his time but those performances largely went down to coaching um but because he has really really good uh, attacking players at his disposal. So tactically against Liverpool and not to get like too technical, but what what happened was was Manchester United tried to press Liverpool, tried to to win the ball back in areas that Liverpool could easily play through us. Yeah. Um, Liverpool is not only one of the best teams in England, but the best teams in the world. Um, we could do that against a smaller side. Um, you know? So what I read was that Solskjaer basically has the man closest to the ball um, try and close down the player who has the ball. So the man closest to any Liverpool player, was instructed to to run to that player but if it's not a coordinated press if, if there's no cohesion and there's not um, an idea and a method behind trying to win the ball back or to force mistakes it's going to cause problems and that's exactly what happened um, against Liverpool we saw within I think it was five or seven minutes Liverpool were 1-0 up and it's because Aaron Wan-Bissaka goes into an area of the pitch he doesn't need to be in so he tries to press liverpool's left back um 20 meters inside his own half inside robertson's own half and this causes lindelof to come all the way across maguire has to follow and shaw has to follow now those guys look like they were in the wrong especially shaw and maguire but they are just trying to keep their defensive shape so if one guy gets dragged out of position or takes himself out of position, those guys naturally will follow him. They have to, in order to maintain a back four. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, we got carved open so easily. It looked like um, it looked like schoolboy. Um, it was a schoolboy era. So, yeah, players playing out of position, um, defenders being dragged, McTominay and Fred with too much space to cover in, in midfield. These are all issues that a top-level manager and perhaps somebody like Antonio Conte would not allow it to happen. Um, you know, so it, it was very disappointing. I think Solskjaer probably should have been sacked immediately after that game, although that's very harsh, you know, um, because he's a club legend. I think that's the way that the club should have gone. So now what's being said is that the club are gonna give Solskjaer um, maybe the next three games to try and fix things. But for me, it's kind of set him in, setting him up for failure. Because we, we play Spurs this weekend, which will not be an easy game. We play Atlanta next week in the Champions League. And then we play Manchester City. And it feels like the board are allowing things to get worse. That, so that when Solskjaer eventually does fail, and the team um, does fail to pick up three points in all of those games, um, they can turn around and say, well, we had no choice but to fire him. But yes, you are right. Apparently uh, Sir Alex Ferguson arrived at the training ground too. To defend Solskjaer. Um but with all due respect to Sir Alex Ferguson, who you know is, is probably the greatest manager of all time, um, the game's moved on, I and mean, he's been out of the sport for almost ten years now. Um, so I don't think that his opinion should have any weight. Um, but yes, Antonio Conte is is the favourite.
2: And Kurt, how do you feel about Antonio Conte potentially coming into the managerial role at Manchester United?
3: Um, so I was first concerned. Um, regarding those links because Antonio Conte is somebody that I would have probably previously um, associated with defensive football. Mm. But, you know, I've obviously done a lot of reading over the last few days um, and and looking back at the way his Chelsea team played and the way his Inter Milan side played. um, They scored a lot of goals. um, A a lot of goals. Inter Milan last season were quite devastating at times. Um, Chelsea a few seasons ago, I think I think it was the 2016-17 season where he won the Premier League with them, um, scored, I think, more goals than anybody that season. So I, I don't know if it's actually the worst call. I think Conte is not somebody who is going to um, try and please the board by, by playing the Manchester United way. He's going to come in with his own ideas. And I also don't think that he's going to... Um, Care too much about the feelings of the players. He is going to play what he thinks is the best team um, and the team that you know uh, makes the most sense in terms of structure, in terms of um, where the players, certain players, complement one another. Um, I, for example, I don't think that Ronaldo starts every single game if Antonio Conte comes in. Mm. Um, so a statement as well. Though. I, I I don't think he does because he's not working hard off the board. Antonio Conte plays a very demanding um style of football where his players need to to press and close down players um, and work really hard off the ball as hard off the ball as they do on the ball so i don't know if ronaldo is a regular starter under conte um you know and in saying that that could prove to be a problem for conte um, that might be a very important factor in negotiations i think conte is somebody who will tell the board straight away that i'm not here to please players um and certainly not um Ronaldo who you know joined United his big big return everyone was really excited about it and he scored goals he's got six goals in, in 10 games but ultimately um, he has caused a lot of um, how do I say this he's caused a lot of structural issues to the way the team plays and it's had a knock-on effect Pogba suddenly seems unimportant to the team he's been on the bench for the last two weeks um, and before Ronaldo arrived this season, Pogba had got four assists in two games. Yeah. Um, Jaden Sancho. Games well,
0: wasn't
3: it? Yeah, yeah. Jaden Sancho um, isn't playing as much as he probably expected to play um, after arriving for 70 odd million. Jesse Lingard, who had a really good loan spelled West Ham um, and who's had really good moments coming off the bench for United, has not been able to get into the team. Donny van der Beek. So I think that Conte is somebody who will come in and have his idea. And his style of play, um, which he'll implement. Um, I don't really know how he'll implement that, seeing as though he plays... um, It's a 3-4... What is it? A 3-4-1-2. So it's three... Yeah, three centre-backs. I
2: actually watched Um, a really interesting video of of Contest Tactics when he won the the league. I think it was in 2016-17. Yeah. He was playing a a 3-5-2. And at times, David Luiz, the centre, the middle of the three centre-backs, would push up. And then midfield. All, all of a sudden There were two defenders And yes. then five or six midfielders People in the middle of the pitch And they would just shut down the ball Then and there And then yes.
3: restructure going forward Yes, so exactly And I, I don't know how Conte is going to fit United's attacking contingent um, You know, I think on paper United have one of the best attacking um, Groups of players in, in the world So I don't know how he gets Ronaldo, Greenwood, Rashford Jaden Sancho, um, Jesse Lingard, um, Anthony Martial, Edinson Cavani, all in the same team, um, playing with just three attackers. I, d- I don't know how that happens, so it's going to be very interesting. Um, I have read that the club are uh, unsure about his appointment. They're unsure as to whether he is the right man. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised, Aiden, if United um, saw out the season with Solskjaer. Mm. Um, although... That is gonna come with its own problems because I've read players are already um, checking out. I think certain players feel like Solskjaer isn't really productive for their careers. Um, so that's probably gonna cause its own issues, but maybe it makes more sense to hang around for somebody like Graham Potter at Brighton, who is a really, really good up-and-coming English manager um, with a really bright future. Um, and, or someone like Eric Ten Hag from Ajax from Amsterdam um, I think Zinedine Zidane, someone who's linked with the job, but I don't see why He's he would be interested. like, no, nah, he doesn't want to coach. Them. Yeah, I, I can't see him being interested in, in the United job at all. I don't think it's something that would, um, yeah, it, it just, sorry to say interest again, but interest him. Um, but, yeah, it's, um, I, I can't wait to see what happens. I think that these next few fixtures are really important for Solskjaer's career, Um I think that the upcoming international break is when Manchester United um, will most likely make that managerial change. Mm. Whether it's Antonio Conte or not, I'm not sure. But, yeah, let's see what happens. Um, I think it was Jamie Carragher who said this. I could be wrong.
2: But Thomas Tuchel, Pep Guardiola and um, Jürgen Klopp, have you seen their resumes? They've come from massive, massive clubs. Yeah. Thomas Tuchel, um, Borussia Dortmund, Jürgen Klopp as well. Pep Guardiola, I mean Barcelona and Bayern Munich, but if you look at Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's um, resume, he's come from Cardiff, I believe, and and some Norwegian team. He yes, he doesn't have the experience to manage a side with, of Manchester United stature. So. It,
3: it kind of makes sense as to why everything's going wrong. Yeah. No, I mean, also, the, the, the game is just moving forward so fast now, you know. Um, tactics and data and stats are, are becoming so important. And, mm. uh, you know, Pep Guardiola um, kind of revolutionized football or re revolutionized football um, in 2008 with that Barcelona yeah. team. Jurgen Klopp um, brought su- like crazy uh, success to Dortmund when he took over. Um, I can't remember exactly which year it was, but he won, you know, the Bundesliga, he took Dortmund to a Champions League final, um, challenging against a very, very good Bayern Munich team in Germany. Um, Thomas Tuchel also had success with Dortmund, but then coached PSG, where he's worked with some of the most high-profile players in the sport. Exactly. Um, although it didn't really work out for him in France. He is, you know, it's it's well known that Tuchel is a, an incredible tactician. Um Solskjaer just is not of that level yeah. and I don't think that United fans are even I'm not as a United fan angry at Solskjaer I just believe that he's not good enough um, and that's and that's yeah so it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens I think that we spoke about it when when Lampard was fired at Chelsea um, we spoke about it on the show and I said um, and Teco and Sean agreed with me even players at this high level need coaching they need clear instructions um, you know not every week can you just feel the strong team and expect to get three points. You are going to need to outwit and outsmart your opponents. And that's what Thomas Tuchel and, and Pep Guardiola do against the smallest teams. They do it against Watford, you know. They, they spend hours and hours coming up with an idea and a plan for just a game against Watford. And, and it, it, you know, it, they end up beating that Watford side 5-0. No. Maybe they didn't need to pay that much attention to that fixture, but they do anyway. Yeah. They, the attention to detail is incredible. Now, I don't think that Solskjaer has that. And there's been so many times where he's let the side down with with bad decisions and um, bad in game management. And again, that's not because Solskjaer is a bad person, it's just because he doesn't have the experience that those managers do. Exactly. So I think that, you know, this will definitely be his last season if he isn't fired in the next uh, couple of weeks. But I do think that the time to to fire him was was after, directly after that Liverpool game. Maybe not uh, an hour after, but maybe the next day. You know, he's going to remain a club legend and I totally see why Ferguson would, would stand up for him. Um, he is well-liked in the in the dressing room, but I feel like when you have a, a team like that, when you when you construct a team like that with Bruno Fernandes and Ronaldo and, and all these big personalities, you are going to be expected to win. Um, and that's what happened, like we just mentioned, with Lampard at Chelsea. They had this huge transfer window, and he couldn't get that team to play football, or at least to, to be of the level they are now under Tuchel. So, yeah, it's, let's see what happens.
2: Look, Schoeschler, who will always have a place with the club, just not on the touchline. Um, <laughs> but Kurt, thank you very much for the international news desk and the update on international football. That is all we have time for today.
0: Have a fantastic day. Cheers, Eden. Uh, Take. I want to touch on a story from uh, Rulani Makwene, where he, he sort of slams Buffana, and he, he does have a point. Why? Why? Yeah, he says. Um, so basically, he said that um, he's claimed that several of their first team regulars have returned from the national team uh, duty either injured or burnt out. But there's never been any sort of communication from the Bufana uh, medical team and the Sunland medical team. And he says this happens again and again and again and again. And this is a, probably a reason why um, a lot of local teams and teams I guess everywhere are reluctant to release their players on, on international duty and it obviously puts a player in a bit of a predicament doesn't it take because you want to represent your country but also you're playing for a team like Sundowns where um, obviously don't forget there's a lot of money involved with Sundowns every time you win a game if, if you're burnt out you, you mm. miss out on that number one um, what's your take on this Tex? It's, it's an interesting one because um, we want to see the best players in our national team but also you've got to respect the fact that they've got a club to pay for who they contracted to.
1: Look, Sean, uh, I've seen this happen when you play in week in, week out, uh, more games at your club, more minutes at your club, you get to the national team, um, you start doing physical stuff. You start running and all, doing all that physicality and also being mm. able to travel and go play. Um, it becomes difficult because now, you you train differently when you get to the national team. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, one would think that being in the national team, you would you, you, you would be selected based on how you perform at your clubs. They would have assumed your training schedule or your training methods. They would load or slow down a little bit so that you can be fresher on the games. Mm-hmm. It becomes totally different. When you get to the national team, there's physical stuff. You start running, yeah. you start... Doing jumps and I'm like, dude, I've been playing regularly. Yeah. I don't need fitness, yeah. you know. So I think I think one of the situations is it's, it's what Sundance are dealing with right now, and um, this is a club that not only challenges the league, it also challenges the uh, the champion, um, Cav Champions League. Sure. And they're they, they giving you their best players and they come back very injured, no information and no con- communication. It becomes a problem. And not only for Sundowns, I think for all, all other teams as well. Because mm-hmm. now if there's no communication, there is no understanding between the two clubs, then we're going to start having those friction. And then the same coach also, that will come out and say, teams don't want to give me their players. Yeah, but, but we're giving you them when they're fresh, when you bring them back, they are injured and all that type of stuff with no information at hand, with nothing. We have to figure things out. So I think for better Bafana Bafana, for better, Bofana, Bofana, for better uh, Hugo Bruce to do his job very well, for teams to release players in time and the players that he needs, I think that is, this needs to be sorted out as soon as possible. And um, otherwise, there's going to be issues for Bafana you brought up a
0: a decent point i know you didn't really say it but you meant it in the fact that why on earth when you're in a bafana camp or any international camp would you work on fitness no because you know (laughs) you're fit you're fit yeah 100 percent
1: brah yeah you 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 expected to be playing week in week out at your club you expected to be doing all the donkey works at your club when you get to the national team there's no time normally when you national team there's no even there's not even enough time to prepare for a game why would I be doing fitness tests yeah. why would I be running and it happens. It happens so many times when you yeah. when you need to get to the national team, do your tactics, do your video analysis. Of course. Ah, cool. No, you, you And you, you can do, you know what? And then you can do two sessions a day, right? If, if you're just doing tactics. Of if course you're just doing you can. yeah. Easy, easy, Sean. That's why you 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 know, Sean. I've always I've always uh, ever since this this uh, I don't know what they call these things that the players are wearing underneath their t-shirt. Mm. The monitors, the whatever that has a tracker on them that that yes. records data. Yeah. I've always Stats. asked. Stats. Yes, I've always I've always uh, uh, asked people uh, um, that are using that. Not not players. I ask them, why are you guys doing this? Just because other teams are doing it, or are you actually getting data from this? Yeah. And if you are getting data from this, what are you doing with the data? Are you are you doing what you're supposed to do according to that? Because I strongly believe that you 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 get to before you even get to the national team. Every, I would assume every team uses that. As a coach, as a coach, national team coach, I would ask, hey, Sean, um, um, is Aiden, uh, I want to select Aiden for national team in the next coming few weeks. How is his fitness level? Can you please send me his data? Correct. You see? So now, Correct. when you get to the national team, you don't have to frog jumps and uh, run up the stairs and do it. I've got your data in place. You know I got the stats. Yeah, so 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 we we have all this technology in our disposal, but you don't use them, and and you get you you find players are not uh, performing very well. You find players being exhausted in the game because we have in this data even during training sessions we don't see that other players pick too early Whatever we was supposed to pick on saturday they pick on thursday so therefore on saturday they'll be exhausted so you need to know how to manage those you need to those things you, the players are wearing they need to be checked all the time because if you don't so, check yes. them you'll never get the right the correct data and then you, you'll be surprised when the players are is not performing when he's supposed to be performing because you don't check in your phone data bro
0: yeah, I think a lot of teams just think it looks cool, right? It looks professional, so yeah. just, just throw this on. They yeah, probably
1: don't have batteries in that thing. So.
0: <laughs> 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 All right, but let's move on to this week in football history. Today, we remember great moments from the past. We dive
1: into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history.
0: On the 26th of October 2008, Liverpool won 1-0 at Stamford Bridge to end Chelsea's English record home league unbeaten streak of 86. The streak started under manager Jose Mourinho on the 20th of March 2008. On the 27th of October 1944, construction began at Real Madrid's new stadium, the Nuevo Estadio Chamartin, now known as the Estadio Santiago Bernabeu. And finally, this week in 1960, one of the greatest players of all times was born in Llanos, Buenos Aires. Do you know who this is, Teco? Uh-uh. And, of course, I'm talking about Diego Armando Maradona. Oh, okay. Maradona scored over 250 goals for club and country during a career that spanned no more than 18 years. Having played for Barcelona, Napoli, Boca Juniors, Maradona's career was one of, that everyone looks up to. May his soul rest in peace. I yeah. always forget that he's actually passed away. That's crazy. Yeah,
1: man. <sighs>
0: um, righty. Let's move on towards the the car of the week, and this is a crazy one. Um, Royal AM's uh, chairman, Andile Mpasani. How, how do these guys make their money, Teko? Do you know. Hey, Chief. I wish I knew. I mean, you're talking. It's, you're talking stupid money here, bro. I mean, it's it's. He's a youngster. I don't know how young he is, but he's got a. He's been flaunting his Lamborghini Hurricane. Um, The Lamborghini Hurricane might lack the visual theatre of some of the previous models that have come out of Sant'Agata and it's the Countach, which is the potential to turn heads like any self-respecting supercar. The Lamborghini Hurricane has a pretty tough job on its hands when it launched in 2014 as the successor to the marquee's most popular car ever, the Lamborghini Gallardo, which we all know very well. Mm. All the Hurricane engines are normally aspirated variations of the Audi 5.2-litre V10s, which I didn't know, which you find in the R8s, and the model was launched with a brand new aluminium and carbon fibre chassis. With performance to match its wild looks, even the slowest Hurricane at 0 to 100 in barely over three seconds, while top speed sits around 350 k's an hour, ensuring that Lamborghini will really be embarrassed in the game of top trumps. Coming in at around 6 million rand, I give it a nine out of 10, 6
1: million rand. Red, take for something with the
0: engine. <laughs>
1: when you when you when you when you when you have that type of go my brother, you it's easy to roll like that. And deal is tw- he's twenty years old, bro. I will just check. Yeah, no, and now they and he's the uh, youngest chairman. You know, so. We need, we need, we need such shipments. We're we young, the young generations to come through.
0: Yeah, but be a bit classier, bro. But don't no, don't but, bring out 200 Rand notes and start paying the players on the field, right?
1: But, but to be honest with you, he's 20. Yeah, <laughs> against- What does he know? Yeah, against guys that are, have been in the game for, you know, more than 40 years. Yeah. So at some point you need to f- up to, to have that experience, to know what, what are the right things to do, so. Sure and uh, and and we it's, sometimes of course I sometimes like i feel like with that incident you know the mom could have done better and could have known yeah, better
0: no you need a little bit him. of
1: yeah you need a little bit of guidance but also yeah. you know uh, uh, sometimes when you're a kid you don't need to be told that you can always be told that the fire is burning it's painful don't go there and sometimes yeah. just leave you just go there yeah. get burn so that you can understand that the fire is hot Pass up. Yeah, so, exactly. so I think there's a lot of stuff that this boy is going to do that will be, you know, raising eyebrows within the PSL itself, but uh, mm-hmm. he's in business. So this is uh, probably his ways of learning how to f- run a football club.
0: Crazy, dude. Absolutely insane. But I suppose if we want to afford a six million rand car, we're going to need a little bit of motivation.
1: <laughs> motivation from who? Motivation. Is it me or you? It's you, comrade.
0: Okay, I'll go, I'll go. Lack and limitation can only exist when we make room for them in our minds.
1: Mm. From who? Who is that from?
0: That is from, I think I I, I quoted him last week again from a gentleman from Bob, Bob, Bob Proctor. But, Teco, that is how we wrap up episode 92 of The Car Wash. Whether you've been listening on SL Podcast at C Z, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or Machi K96.7 game time. Thank you so much for tuning in. I've been your host, Sean Roberts, and of course, my good friend, Mr. Teco Medice. Uh, Seanisto. Thank you, my friend, for getting out of bed.
1: Uh, thank you very much. Sir. Today is a great day for Car Wash. Yeah, sure. Car Wash. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Car Wash and the yes. SL podcast. Ses are flangana car. My name is Papa.